Welcome to the Series Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcasts. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Sheila Anson. She's from Nistler College of Business, University of North Dakota, USA. She published an article entitled The Balance That Sustains Benedictines, Family Entrepreneurship Across Generations. It has been published in the volume 33, number 5 and 6 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. This article has been co-authored by Xenia Keplinger. Sheila, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why you have decided to address this particular topic and what was the question you aim to answer with this paper? Yeah, so I guess it connects with um, what is on my mind often and what brought me into family business and family entrepreneurship is this idea of um, what leads to the sustainability of family entrepreneurs over time. And I think many who research in family business have heard that often the family businesses only last till about the third generation and then things tend to break down and I've always been fascinated with that, and particularly coming from the family side, my training is in clinical psychology. So I'm interested in the dysfunctional side of families. So that's kind of the background. And then I met my co-author, Cassinia Keplinger, who was at University of Colorado at the time, and we met at the Academy of Management meeting in 2016 in Anaheim. And that's really the first time I was introduced to the Benedictines. I'd maybe heard of a Benedictine organization, but I knew very little. And she had done dissertation work on the topic. And we actually met at a family business mixer. So it was, uh, it was a good, good thing. And from that point, I just became fascinated. And I knew I wanted to do something with Benedictines, but it took, it took a while longer for an idea to actually come about. And the idea for this paper really started when I was sitting in a a paper development workshop in Audencia, and we were discussing structural and transactional families and how that leads to family entrepreneurship. And and so I started to think about the Benedictines as as a form of family. And and so this led to a conceptual model and theoretical work. What are the the main contributions of of your paper? Yeah, so I I guess, you know, starting with the question, we wanted to understand what are the the factors that influence the development and maintenance of resiliency in family entrepreneurial organizations. And so what we're trying to contribute here is advancing the the knowledge of families, because generally we talk about structural families being families by birth, uh, marriage, um, those kinds of things, where transactional families um, can be built in other ways. And so this is trying to build uh, and expand prior research that predominantly only focus on structural families. And so we're using Benedictines as kind of an example, an exemplar of what a transactional family might look like. And um, then we want to conceptualize how the the values and behavioral guidelines are communicated 
to family entrepreneurial organizations. In this case, um, it's in the form of a code of ethics. And how does that influence the resiliency of families? Going back to this question I have of why do why do family entrepreneurial organizations last? And what's particularly fascinating about Benedictine organizations is uh, they've been around for about 1500 years and started with this rule of St. Benedict, um, which came about in the sixth century. And then it's just a novel context to explore family entrepreneurship in, in this uh, example. What was for you the, the main theoretical or methodological challenges in addressing such a question? Yeah, it's well, this is a, a theoretical paper, but we do a little bit of using some examples. So there's a little bit of content analysis. So I, I feel like it's actually led to more research where I take a deeper dive with my co-author, Cassinia, and we're doing content analysis and going deeper. So that's one challenge. And I think the other is just trying to integrate theory in different domains. So we're bringing in theory from family science, which family business scholars say, well, we need more family science, but then not a lot of reviewers necessarily actually understand family science. And then we also blended in organizational behavior and family business, and then this emerging family entrepreneurship literature. So it's a lot of integration and that, that was hard, but it was also a lot of fun and creative work, I guess. And during your uh, research journey, what was uh, the biggest surprise or the most counterintuitive result? I know that it's a theoretical paper, but with illustration, but maybe you have find something like, which was a bit of a surprise. I guess what's surprising to me when I studied this ancient code is just uh, what we learn now in, in today's academic research, a lot of what is new, I'm putting in air quotes, um, is really old. So there's uh, a lot in the rule of St. Benedict that that has been there for centuries and we're discovering it now. Things like, you know, work, non-work balance, that's that was written about centuries ago. And so to me, I, I always kind of chuckle. I find that surprising when I find something new that really isn't that new. We're just kind of like rediscovering. And what are the, the main implications uh, of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, practitioners, and researchers? Well, I think there's a lot we can learn about family business, whether your, your family happens to be a structural one, um, just kind of expanding your mind about that and learning from, from research. There's a lot of good research in this paper um, going to, to what's called the circumplex model of, of families to how to have a good balanced family, whatever the origin of your family is. And, and then I think um, this idea of developing an ethics code is important for family entrepreneurs. It might not be first on the list, you know, when you're trying to raise capital and all the important things that go into a venture. But at the same time, um, developing that can really prevent future problems. And even if it's not an ethics code, you know, maybe just codifying your values somehow and agreeing upon them um, can set you up for success. And that you can really, you know, you can build resilience through adversity, through the business up and downs, which inevitably happens. But I guess what I'd like uh, people to learn from this paper is that you can also build like resilience capital or resiliency in advance by by doing some planning and by getting on the same page with 
with your family members. Um, and then finally, I guess there's there's actually some interesting messages in, in the rule of St. Benedict that people might find helpful, even if it's, you know, not, not your particular value system, but they are sharing like these ideas of work, non-work balance, having a long-term orientation, having um, co being a cohesive family, but also flexible. And so it's, it's an interesting read and it's rather short. Thanks a lot, Sheila, for uh, answering our questions and participating to our show. Uh, all our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platforms. <laughs>